Hello, and welcome back to the Marketing Blender Show, where we are talking all things B2B marketing and revenue growth. So today, our topic is the five things to never say in your brand messaging. And boy, do we see a lot of these five things. Yes, we do. So I think it's more powerful sometimes to say what's not on the list. And the number one thing, which I think people are going to think is ironic, is I want people to go to their homepage and count how many times they say we, us, or their company name. And you famously like to say, and then cut it by two thirds. Right. And basically what we're trying to say is in your brand messaging, don't talk about yourself. Now this might sound counterintuitive, but really what we're trying to say is that you talking about your product or service is not serving your market. They buy products or services in B2B environments because of a problem that they have or solution that they need, progress that they need to create. So when you only talk about you and your brand messaging, they are not going to convert interest into inquiry. So there is an appropriate place to have we, we, we language, and that is your about page, yes. not your home page. And it, yes, it is something that's very tempting because if you think I only have a few seconds to grab their attention, I need them to know how important I am and what makes me different and what makes me special and what makes me better. It's tempting, but it doesn't work. People who have that short attention span, what's on their mind? Not figuring out how awesome you are, figuring out what matters to them and if you're talking about that thing. And talking to people about themselves is the number one way to get their attention. So to your point, perfectly stated, that you only have a couple seconds to get people's attention, yeah, so don't waste it. Talk to them about them and their brain will go, oh, I'm gonna pay attention to that. I mean, it's almost like magic, although it's not. It's very predictable. It's science. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, so this is one that you and I commonly share, and there are certain words that have superpowers to them. And these superpowers, this one superpower in particular, makes companies invisible. And so three key invisibility words that we never want to see in brand language, quality, service, and integrity. Okay, why do you hate these words so much? Because I'm already like... I call these the buzzwords of doom. And one of the reasons is because everybody's using them. Everybody's making the same claims. Everybody sounds the same. But here's the hidden reason. Those three things, quality, service, integrity, are things you can only prove to people who are already your customers. Those are very, very difficult to prove pre-sale. There are ways you might try to do that, but honestly, it's, it's almost impossible. So you need to be talking about things that you can prove during the earlier parts of the sales journey so you can continue to build trust. And integrity, service, and quality, those are post-sale qualities for you. And they're table stakes. Mm -hmm. Hello, of course you had better have quality. Good Lord. You know, like, so there are times when if somebody's talking about quality too much, I'm like, why? Why? They had quality problems in the past. And it actually provokes concern in me when they're overstating something that should just be obvious, evident, and a guarantee. Yes, and guarantee is actually another thing that I usually advise my customers uh, to, or my clients to avoid saying, because unless that's top of mind 
for the prospect, why would you bring it up? You can only fulfill a guarantee if, you, if something's failed along the way. So that's not what you want the focus to be on. Now, I love this because there are times when a guarantee is appropriate, but there, but a lot of people are hearing, oh, you should always come up with a guarantee. Like there's certain frameworks where they're like, have a guarantee. So how do people know when a guarantee is accidentally causing problems versus really finalizing and cementing that truth and that differentiation? It really comes down to understanding the buyer persona. So if you understand the decision-making process for your buyer, you understand the fears, the questions, and the mistaken assumptions they may have along the way. If a guarantee does not specifically address a question, a fear, or a mistaken assumption, then you shouldn't be talking about it because you're not talking about something that matters to that buyer or that's a factor in their decision-making process. And if they do have a fear or question or assumption, those are usually later stage conversations. So it's not something that should be front and center in your brand messaging. It's something that you should deliberately bring into the conversation at the appropriate time. I love it. And that does lead us to the fourth one that we had on our list. This ad is brought to you by the Marketing Blender Lab. Marketing is hard for everyone, but small businesses are stuck with small budgets, not enough time, and too many options. SEO, social, paid ads, email marketing, live events. How do you choose where to focus? These are the top challenges I hear from entrepreneurs. You keep getting generic marketing advice that doesn't apply to your business. You've watched tutorials and tried a bunch of tactics that didn't work. You still don't have clarity on what you should focus on to get results. You don't have enough time to get marketing done. And maybe you've worked with freelancers or agencies that have let you down. You can get expert advice and start making real progress. The Marketing Blender Lab gives you an affordable way to work with an experienced chief marketing officer and finally get a handle on your marketing. We help you figure out how to reach your target audience and get more customers, what to focus on so you stop wasting time and money, and how to delegate effectively so you don't have to do it all yourself. Join me in the lab and let's figure out how to grow your revenue faster. And that is in your brain messaging, you should not be over explaining. If you are using too many words in your early attention getting language, when you're simply explaining how you serve someone well, you will lose people so, so quickly. It's also visually overwhelming to see tons and tons of words and which is ironic because you and I are both words bliss and we smiths and we love words but over explaining usually causes more problems than it solves and it's exactly like what you were talking about that you are more likely to prompt problems fears concerns and worries that they did not know that they needed to have until you started over talking and over explaining about things that they didn't care about and that in your words didn't matter to them. Overselling always slows down the sales process. It always makes things harder. This is also another example of where everyone's been taught the formula. This is how you write sales copy. This is how you create, you know, agitate the pain. You have to explain to the person what their pain is, and then you say, this is how we solve it, and this is the outcome. Chances are high that if a visitor is on your website, they know what their problem is. And you can, if you know your buyer persona, safely assume that they know what the problem is and jump right to addressing it with the solution. Now, this is actually true even if they're wrong about what the root cause of the problem is. Really You great. don't get to start by explaining to them why they're wrong. You have to start 
with your brand promise of how you're going to solve it. Really great point. You know, no one's fingers ever just tripped over themselves on the keyboard and accidentally typed in your company's URL. Never going to happen. So you're exactly right. They're on your website on purpose for a very specific reason, which means they're in a very specific spot in place and time in their buyer's journey. And so they're already bringing assumptions, preconceived notions, and some awareness, whether right or wrong, to the website. And you need to have identified that ahead of time so that you can meet them where they are. So I think that is so such a good point. All right, and the fifth one that we have, number five, This ad is brought to you by The Marketing Blender. As you guys know, I'm a fractional CMO, and actually at The Marketing Blender, there's a whole team of us. For a fraction of the cost of a full-time executive, you can hire a chief marketing officer to write your marketing plan, to clean up your messaging and your positioning, and to drive sustainable results. We oversee multiple partners, we help mentor team members, and most importantly, we build a marketing machine that will drive results for your company for years to come. If you're curious about what this looks like, and some of our engagements go from a couple months to a couple years, check out themarketingblender.com. Please stop using jargon in your brand messaging. Now, we oftentimes see clients want to be efficient. So actually they're trying to avoid number four when we were talking about over explaining, but then they take too many large words and shove them into a tiny little phrase. And that phrase is so cumbersome mentally to understand in a short time frame that actually you just killed all meaning. So we are not fans of jargon. Yes, we're fans of efficient communication, but not jargon. So let's talk, let's talk about what's the difference. Jargon is most often used to create mystification and complexity where it's not needed. And a lot of times we'll see this in organizations that are looking to pump up the perceived value of what they're selling, especially if it's consultative selling, let's make this sound really complicated so people know they need a consultant. It's the wrong way to go, it will come back and bite you. And then we have you know, technology clients who are using language because it's the most precise way to express themselves. But if it's highly specialized and not accessible to your target audience, then once again, you're placing a roadblock in their way. So yes, we love precision and using the right words, but it has to be based on your customer's language, how they talk and what they would say, because that's going to impact how they hear it. It needs to be, again, meeting people where they are. You bring up such a good point. I'm so glad you brought up the technology example too, because yes, fine, it's good to have precise language, but if it is not understood by your target market, it doesn't matter. You lost them. You lost the opportunity to explain to them why you said what you said. But one other thing that we hear frequently is that clients will say, you don't understand. Our buyers are extremely educated. I mean, these are really smart people. That's fine. I'm not saying that they can't technically or you know, mentally understand the words that you used if they had enough time to think them through but they're busy. They have other things that they're thinking through. And so these are basically like grammar speed bumps where you come across jargon and you're like, what did that mean? 
and you don't really slow down to rethink. You just get irritated and you speed up to get away from the speed bump. If there's ever an area where you're like, I need to reread that to understand it, it needs to go. One thing I do notice sometimes with clients who are trying to bring a new concept to market is they may be tempted to come up with new words <laughs> because they are, you know, they're creating a new a new spot in the market and positioning is very important, but I always encourage them instead of trying to force a redefinition of a known word or create a new word, you need to figure out a way to name the problem that you're solving in a way that makes it clear what the solution is rather than just trying to figure out a, a complicated way to, to talk about it. And sometimes that's relating it to something they already know, but please don't say you have the Uber of this or the Uber of that or the DoorDash of this because <laughs> that's been done to death. Absolutely. Well, and so I think that's a perfect summary. We've talked about what never to say in your brand messaging. So the things that you should be focusing on are practical ways for people to understand the problem that you solve. You also need to be thinking about is this language that is just natural in the communication flow and it meets people where they're at in their buyer's journey. And that does tell the truth of your unique ability to specialize in them. So you guys, hope you enjoyed what you saw and heard. We'd love to hear from you. So please drop a comment, give us a thumbs up if you liked it, and definitely hit that subscribe button. We'll see you on the next episode. We hope you learned something today that will help you succeed with your marketing. And if you liked what you heard, definitely give us a thumbs up and a subscribe. Don't forget to check the show notes. We're sharing free tools and resources there. And you guys, we would love to hear your comments. So drop one in or send us an email and maybe we'll use your topic on a future show.